Hello and welcome to the 10 Minute More or Less Podcast, video game edition. My name is Carlos Anthony. Nintendo had a official launch event where they announced the price, when it will be available for purchase, what games and what innovations and things the console has. So if you're not aware, the console is a 6-inch tablet. It comes with two controllers, which are called Joy-Cons. These Joy-Cons are tiny, are probably the size of a deck of cards. And they have, uh, obviously, the analog sticks and the uh, buttons. But what makes it so special? What makes it special, what was interesting about it, is that the console, aka the tablet, comes with a dock that you can put in your house and play games on your TV with these Joy-Cons. The cool feature is that you can take the tablet off the dock, slide the Joy-Cons on the sides of the tablet, and take that out and continue playing your game on the go. So the whole concept sounds pretty cool, right? I have a, I have this console that I can play at home, and whatever game I'm playing, I can just slide my controllers in and just take it out on the road. If I, if I have a long commute to work, for example, I can continue playing my game. If I'm going on a road trip and I'm going to be sitting in the backseat, if I'm not going to be driving, I can, you know, sit in the back and play my game. The problem is that Nintendo is asking for $300 for this thing. And somehow it feels like a gimmick. So my first issue with the Joy-Con is if you are aware of what the Wii is, the Wii was a console that had the uh, motion controllers. It had the uh, Wii sports game where you could play tennis, bowling, uh, you could box and things like that. And it was a pretty cool concept. It was, it was it was a new thing that most people had not ever experienced. The console came packaged with the Wii sports game. So if somebody had the console, they could show it off and be like, oh, this is what it does. You know, let's play this, but that. And Wii Sports was actually pretty fun. So it made sense. And that's why the Wii became so popular and it sold so many units. That's why Microsoft with their Xbox and Sony with the PlayStation started copying what Nintendo was doing and added cameras and motion gaming and things like that because it was so popular. So then Nintendo decided we're going to expand on this concept and we're going to come up with something called the Wii U. If you never heard of the Wii U, that's okay. You're excused. It's a failure of a console. And now they're doing the Switch, which feels like they're trying to recapture what they were able to do with the Wii and giving it, on top of that, a portability factor. And why am I saying this? Because the Joy-Con controls have uh, gyroscopes and infrared sensors. So it allows you to do some uh, motion gaming, kind of like what you could do on the Wii. The problem is, like I said, the console is six inches. That's what the tablet is. That's what is. That's the size. But most of these, well, not most of them, all of these 
uh, Wii-like games that take advantage of the motion sensors inside the Joy-Cons are games that you are playing, but you're never looking at the screen. The way they have the game set up, the console is just something that's giving you sound cues. For example, there's a game called Quick Draw, and you are in front of another person. You are facing each other as if you are in a always gun duel. And so you put the Joy-Con on your side and the sensor on the controller you know, can tell when you race it and shoot. And so you're never looking at the actual screen, like if you're in your living room playing the game, because all that is doing is letting you know when to draw. So you'll hear one, two, three, draw, and obviously shoot. And then it will tell you who was the fastest and technically who won the duel. And and that sounds like a fun game. It's a fun concept. And in a simple concept that more that most people should be able to grasp and play. The thing is, how long can you play that game? This collection of games is called One to Switch, which is made to highlight the attributes of the Joy-Con controller and what the Switch is going to do. So Quick Draw is one of the games in it. There's another game that's called Table Tennis. But again, you are not looking at the screen. All you're listening for are sound cues of where the ball goes. And you are facing another person, literally hitting air using the controller as a paddle, never seeing a ball or anything. So you're listening and trying to gauge when and where that ball is and when it hits the table and when it's your turn to hit it or when it hits the table and it's a turn for the other person to hit it. Another one of the games in there is Samurai Training where one person has the Joy-Con and they use it as a sword and they pretty much try to cut you. So they actually go from the top of their head down in a swinging motion and the other person has a joy-con as well has to try to calculate because there's no visual cue at any moment when that sword is close enough to you where you can stop it with your hands and the way you know that you stopped this because that screen will tell you that you stopped it or not but there's no way for you to know if you did or not another one of the games is a game, I don't know the name of it, but technically the, the Joy-Con becomes a box with balls in it. And when you tilt it around, you'll hear and feel the sound and how many balls there's in the box. And then you're supposed to calculate, you know, count in your mind how many balls there might be. And then you input your answer. And then the other person does the same thing and they input their answer. And then the screen will tell you whether you were right or wrong or who was right and who was wrong and all that. Again, how long will you be doing that for? Like, how long are you going to sit there moving the controller side to side, trying to get an idea of how many balls there are inside that controller? The weirdest game that's a part of this collection is called... Um, milk. In milk, you are a farmer. 
who is milking a cow. And so the game is you have the Joy-Con and you hold it as, a, as if it was an adder. And you have to do this motion with your fingers, which allows you to, to press the triggers on the controller and move your hand down at the same time as if you're squeezing and pulling on an adder. And again, you're not looking at a screen. You are facing another person and the other person's doing the exact same thing. And so you both are pulling on this adder and getting milk out. And the winner is whoever gets the most milk out of the cow within a certain time. Of course, the concept's funny. Of course, it's going to be fun when you play it the first few times. How often will you play a game where you're milking a cow? Problem one with this collection of games is all of them are for two players. So you have to have another person in order to play this. You cannot play it by yourself because like, there's no actual game to play on your TV. All these games have been created with the idea that you will be playing with someone else and facing that person or sitting next to this person because there's no... There's no competing with the Nintendo Switch. So it's not like you can go and play Milk and, you know, and there will be a virtual farmer who's going to be squeezing an adder. Well, you squeeze the adder at the same time and see who gets the most milk. There's no way to do that. That's not, what the, that's not how the game is designed. There's no way for you to play table tennis with, with a virtual person in the console. You have to play virtual tennis with another person same thing with the draw you cannot draw with a virtual cowboy in the screen you have to do with another person so that's the first strike if i have this game i cannot play it unless there's someone else for me to play with and the second problem with this game is that it won't come included with a switch it's a game that you have to pay $50 for. So a game that's created to highlight the technology in these Joy-Con controllers will be sold separately for an extra $50. The console is going to cost $300. That's what this is going to cost, a 6-inch tablet with the Joy-Cons. The other issue with the Switch is that at this moment, it doesn't have a lot of games. It will launch with Zelda Breath of the Wild, which is supposed to be a good game. It looks good. It's supposed to be a newer Zelda and everything. The other game that's going to come out with the Switch is 1-2 Switch, which is the game I just described, the collection of minigames a Bomberman game which the people that have played everybody has said it doesn't play very well it will also have Skylanders Imaginators and Just Dance 2017 so it's going to be launching with 1, 2, 4, 5 games so Nintendo Switch is going to have 5 games at launch the games obviously that most people will get are Zelda, Breath of the Wild, and Want to Switch. Some people might get Bomberman. 
that's a that's a pretty small amount of games. And not only that, but the biggest game out of these five, which is Zelda Breath of the Wild, can be played on the Wii U. So if I have a Wii U, why would I pay $300 to play one game? Because really, Just Dance 2017, how, how does it even pick up your moves? Like, how do you dance? Want to switch? If I don't have anyone to play with... I'm screwed. I have nothing to do with that game. I, there's nothing I can do with that game and, until I get somebody else to come over or that I can take it to their house and play the game. Look, I'm not going to say that the, the console isn't going to sell. The console will sell. It's, right now, it's pretty much sold out anywhere that you look for. But obviously, it's being bought by most by Nintendo fans. If you are a huge Nintendo fan, you are going to buy the Switch. Most likely. 90% chance that you will buy it. I think one of the biggest issues with Nintendo is that they are promoting this console as a regular home console that you can take out and play outside. But the reality is the marketing should be diff- should be the other way around. The marketing should be this is a powerful, portable console that you can bring and play at home. And when you play it at home, you have this other feature and experience using the Joy-Con with all the uh, motion stuff that you can play at home. Because the reality is most games are not going to have the capability of using motion. At this point, when the game comes out, the only game that's going to take advantage of the motion controllers, aka Joy-Cons, is one to switch. That's it. The other thing that Nintendo announced is that they will be charging for their online service. Now, Nintendo is known for having a horrible online service. The worst. The way they announced is you're going to have it free until the summer when they will start charging after that. Or the fall when they'll start charging after that. To me, it sounds more like a beta. They're going to be conducting a beta and then they're going to decide how much you charge because they have not announced a price point. So no one knows how much they're going to charge. They will give you a free game once a month, but that game is only good for the month. So if you get a game for the month of March, the game is only playable for the month of March for free. After that, the game goes away. So you're technically renting a game once a month. We don't know how much that's going to cost. Other problem with with their online service is that they are saying that you will have a Nintendo app that you will be using on your phone in order to communicate with people while you're using their online service. So this means that if I want to invite someone to a game, I have to do it through the app. If I want to if I want to chat with people, communicate with people, I have to use the app. So now you're not only going to start charging for your service and going to rent me a game once a month, but on top of that I have to use a separate application for all this online functionality that should be included and easy to use within your console. How does that make sense? That sounds complicated. And if I'm going to be paying for this, then it's even worse because if I'm paying for this, you should at least make this easy for me, no harder for me to use. If it's free, I get it. 
you're giving me something for free. I can't complain. I'll use it whichever way you think is the way I should use it. But if you're going to charge, then the people who are using this service should have an expectation that this is going to be easy to use. As of right now, it doesn't sound easy to use. So the specs for the Nintendo Switch are the, the Switch is going to be a 6.2 inch tablet with a resolution of uh, 1280 by 720 a multi-touch screen even though nothing has been shown to use the touch screen we'll see if something takes advantage of it so far they haven't shown anything that takes advantage of the touch screen it's going to have a 32 gigs of internal storage which can be expanded with a micro sdxc card so you can get a micro sd card and stick it in there in order to get more um, storage. Because let's face it, 32 gigs is nothing. The games will come in cartridges and they're going to be called game cards. They look like SD cards. The Switch will have two speakers and a 3.5 millimeter headphone jack. In terms of battery, so when you take the console on the go, you should get about six hours of battery. But it will depend on the game that you're playing and the usage. So, for example, they were saying that if you're playing Zelda Breath of the Wild, you should get about two to three hours of battery. The Switch will use a USB-C charging cable, which will be at the bottom of it. And it's using a NVIDIA Tegra-based system. Some people are saying that it's actually closer to the specs of the NVIDIA Shield. So if you look for the NVIDIA Shield, which is like a set-up box that came out from NVIDIA about two years ago, you'll see the specs. Now, I'm not talking... Don't get confused if you, if you look for it because NVIDIA just came out with a new Shield this year which is called NVIDIA Shield 2. So if you're looking f to get a better idea of what the Nintendo Switch is, uh, how powerful the Nintendo Switch will be, then look for the NVIDIA Shield 1. Yes, even though it's not NVIDIA Shield 1. But just giving you, letting you know. The other thing, the other problem is that this Switch can't compete with the current console so xbox one playstation 4 it's no way you'll compete um with those consoles and a lot of people are like well it doesn't matter because the nintendo switch is you know it's its own thing and blah 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 but it does matter because playstation 4 just came out with the playstation 4 pro that does 4k gaming and blah 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 and Xbox is coming out with whatever the Scorpio is going to be called, which has, which will do 4K gaming and and play 4K Blu-rays and all these things that the Switch isn't going to do. So if I don't have a lot of money, okay, which is a reality, a lot of people don't have a lot of money to buy three, four consoles. You know, some people have to decide where. If I'm going to buy a new console, one of these things, if it is my hobby, where should my money go? If this costs $300, first of all, 
If you know about consoles and games, you know that the PlayStation 4 Pro is out and how much it costs. You know that Xbox is going to come out with the Scorpio. We don't know how much it'll cost, but we know it has to stay competitive. Knowing that the PlayStation 4 Pro costs $400 with a bigger with a bigger library of games, knowing that Xbox Scorpio is being called right now, that's not the name, well, not, we should not name by the next E3, and price as well, is going to be coming out. And it needs to be competitive with the PlayStation 4 Pro. And now the Switch, which is $300. If you're someone who's trying to figure out where they should put their money for the, who wants, you know, to play games, the chances are you're going to wait until about E3 to to decide. Because if the Xbox comes around four fifty, then that's and, and it does more than the PlayStation 4 Pro. Like it has more features and blah blah and more power and it's more powerful and all these things. Chances are that people will actually put their money on the Xbox Scorpio. So personally, if I want to buy a console right now and I have money to buy, between buying Nintendo Switch, which is not as powerful as a PlayStation 4 or an Xbox One, I might as well spend the extra $100 and buy the PlayStation 4 Pro, which will give me 4K games. That means... Better looking games, a bigger library, a better online service. So people saying, oh, it doesn't matter. That's not true. Because not everybody has the money to spend in two consoles. And most people don't have the money to spend $300 now and let's say $450, $500 in, what, eight months? is one or the other. But not only that, right now, if you want an Xbox One S for example, that has the whole 4K streaming and the 4K Blu-ray player and the HDR, you can get one of those for $250. And not only that, but it has tons of games to choose from. Yes, it's not Zelda or Mario or whatever, but you have all these other games that you can play that are just as good, if not better. So people saying that it doesn't matter. It matters because Nintendo is in the console business. Whether you people like it or not, they are competing with the PlayStation and Xbox. That's a competition. I'm not talking about computer and PCs because they have nothing to do with the consoles. It's a completely different thing. So people people should care. Because people know, you. if you bought a Wii U, you know we didn't have games. You know it didn't have support from the gaming companies. Companies weren't making games for it. They just weren't because it didn't sell. Companies aren't going to spend money to make games for a console that doesn't sell, that has such a small installation base that they're going to lose money on. Because it's a business. And as much as you might like Nintendo and root for them, as I do, there's going to be a moment where they're not going to be able to sustain the business the way it is. Anyway, that's my rant about the Nintendo Switch. Nintendo Switch will be available March 3rd for $300. Okay, sorry. $299.99. 
My name is Carlos Anoni. Thank you very much for listening to the 10 Minute More or Less podcast, video game edition. Look me up on patreon.com slash carlosanthonycomedy, facebook.com slash carlosanthonycomedy, or on Twitter at cantonyisfun. Mm-hmm.